Hey there, I'm Renee, a former hot mess shopping addict turned minimalist mindset guru. In three years, I went from totally broke to debt-free minimalist, started a money-generating blog, and healed my marriage while being a homeschooling, stay-at-home mom. And I did most of this with nothing more than a library card and a prayer. Looking back, there is one thing I wish I had had a friend to share the journey with me who actually understood what I was going through. This is my hope for the Unstuffed podcast, to be a place where you can shake off the need to people please and where we can both show up as our authentic selves, even if we're still in yesterday's sweatpants. Think of this as a standing coffee date with an old friend whose only job is to hear you out, hype you up, remind you that you are already enough and doesn't mind if you spike your coffee. As always, let's keep this simple. Life is hard enough. Welcome to the Unstuffed Podcast. Hey there, welcome back to the Unstuffed Podcast. It's me, your host, Renee. This particular podcast, I am really excited to talk about, not only because this is a question that I get from you guys a lot, Um, but also because this is going hand in hand with the very new membership group that I just launched this month called the Unstuffed Inner Circle. So I'm really excited to bring you a little sneak peek of what we will be talking about in the Inner Circle this month um, and also giving you some ideas on how you can give yourself a break and stop feeling like you need to be doing simple life the way everybody else is doing it. So today's hot topic is the topic of organization and the lies that we all believe about being an organized person. I remember when I first started the blog, I was following other bloggers who were really big in the organizational space. And I would see all of the things that they were doing and all of the posts that they were sharing. And I would think, oh my gosh, I can't make it as a blogger or a human because I am not this crazy organized. Um, I had tried so many times to buy all of the organizational bins and put everything perfectly in its place. And no matter how hard I tried, it never seemed to work. I would burn out. I couldn't do like a system with toys. I couldn't run Uh, my household, like a really well-organized machine, in other words. Um, And I kind of just had to, over time, learn to like throw up my white flag and admit that this type of organization is not for everybody. So a recent question that I got asked was, if I am buying more organizational bins, am I just adding to my clutter? The short answer is, well, yes, you're buying more things. Um, However, you know, I live in a, I would say, relatively organized home. Um, I don't have a ton of bins, um, but our house is neat. It's organized. It's not terrible. And there are some times where having organizational bins really helps us make the most of our space. So let's know that. But what I want to do right now is to dive into five little reminders for you if and when you consider heading to the store to buy a whole bunch of organizational totes. So maybe you can pause, stop yourself and ask, is this really something I want to do right now? (laughs) Okay. So number one, let's all please remember that Instagram isn't real life 
and neither is Pinterest. When Pinterest first started, I was a pinning fiend. I would sit there and pin for hours and hours and I never really had any intention of doing anything with the pins. I just liked being like, oh, I like that pool. I like that house. Look at that pretty kitchen. Look at that meal. Look at that nail polish. I would just pin anything and everything that caught my eye. Um, but as Pinterest has grown, so have I. And unfortunately, you know, when I was looking to be more minimalist, any time I looked up a minimalist house on Pinterest, it was white aesthetic, perfect walls, um, white trim, which was super important to me, white doors, which I still don't have and I kind of hate. <laughs> um, and I always felt like I'm falling short. Like I, I can't call myself a minimalist if my house doesn't look like this. And this is something I've heard from other minimalists as well. I just read the Afro Minimalist's Guide to Living with Less. And this is something she talked about. Um, and as a black woman, she talks about incorporating um, their heritage um, more into her decor, which I just freaking love because I kind of went on a very similar journey where I just had to say, I want my house to look like my house and not this perfectly curated house. Okay, so what am I getting at? It's so important to remember that when you go onto Pinterest, these houses are like unrealistic. If you've looked at the minimalist kids' bedrooms or a perfectly white kitchen and have this idea that you can keep up or maintain it. But then if you were to do it all in your house in a quick snap of a finger, if you were to have every little Pinterest house, I can guarantee you, you'll be adding so much stress to your plate because you also come along with that obligation of having to keep that place clean, having to maintain all of those nice things. Um, so letting go of this idea that when you see something on Pinterest or Instagram and feeling the need to have it for yourself is a whole different thing. Not only as far as the cleanliness and the perfection of the the layout of the rooms in themselves, but also when it comes to that organization. I remember taking the time to buy a ton of stuff from the dollar store and organize my pantry because I had seen other people do it on Pinterest and it looked so beautiful. But I very quickly realized like after every single shopping trip, I didn't want to go through the process of emptying out my cereal boxes and putting them in new containers and finding a home for my rice and finding a home for my beans and putting all of the beans facing forward. I wanted to just put my groceries away and move on with my life, right? Hey there, I don't mean to be a buzzkill and interrupt your previously scheduled programming, but if you are loving the Unstuffed podcast, then I would love for you to check out the Unstuffed Inner Circle. This is my monthly membership purpose-driven community of simplicity seekers. Think of this as a standing coffee date with a low maintenance group of friends where you can just be yourself. There are monthly coffee talks slash coaching calls with me, weekly unchallenges, journal prompts, guest speakers, and so much more. The best part, it's only $24 per month to gain access to the whole community, yours truly, plus all of the other bonus goodies. So if you love the idea of being part of community where simplicity and self-growth is the center focus, check out the show notes for more info. Okay, number one, remember and pause 
before you take action on anything you see on Pinterest when it comes to organization or minimalism. It's a heated topic for me. If you can't tell, I'm moving on though. I'm moving on. Um, and this is a similar reminder. Number two is that aesthetically pleasing organization has its price, right? So there are people who have beautiful homes and maybe they really do maintain them. Maybe there are people that like did mind programming to their kids so that they keep their rooms white and clean. I don't know how it's possible, but maybe it is. But the thing is you need to know, okay, if I have this vision in my mind, this Pinterest vision in my mind of what I want my house to look like, of how organized I want it to be, are you willing to pay the price to make that happen? Because it's going to be a price, not only like the cost of buying the stuff, but also in the time and the energy that you spend to maintain it. And if that's something you want to do, you're like, I live to organize. I live to clean. It's truly what brings me joy. I mean, maybe consider opening your own business would be a good idea if that's something you're super into because not many people are. Um, but secondly, if that's you, go for it. If that's not you, please, for the love of God, keep this in mind, right? Do I want to put the time and effort in to maintain this Pinterest vision of organization? Yes or no? Number three, like I said, when I was asked that question, you know, if I'm buying all of this stuff, am I just adding to my clutter? A lot of times, yes. Number three, you know, organization is a one-way ticket to denialsville. So a lot of times when we have been surrounded by clutter, we feel so overwhelmed by all of it. And we maybe get this boost of energy where we're like, I'm going to organize everything and my house is going to be clean. And we go into it with the best of intentions. But in reality, what we are doing is finding a way to distract ourselves from the actual problem. Because we feel like if we can better organize our issues, um, then it somehow makes the problem go away, but it doesn't really, you know, it's kind of like if you had a rip in your pants and you're like, Oh, I'm just going to throw some tape on it, but it keeps ripping. And so you just add more tape. And then eventually you're like naked in public because your pants have ripped all the way up the seams. Um, if clutter is a problem for you, organizing it, isn't going to make it better. Taking the time to process and release things. It doesn't have to be a massive declutter thing. Um, small steps, like you guys will probably hear me say a bajillion times are the most proven effective method for long-term results. So don't feel like you are going to have a ton of success. If you are in that super motivated declutter mode, rush to the store, spend a hundred dollars on new organizational bins, come home, label everything, sit back and feel so proud. That's great. And I'm proud of you for the effort, but chances are it is not going to maintain. And all you did was spend time and money on a project that was kind of doomed to fail to begin with. Number four, organization can be crazy simple and not cost a thing. We already have so much crap, guys, <laughs> so much crap. I have eliminated over half my stuff and I can tell you, I still have an unnecessary amount of things. We'll get to that in a little bit, but instead of shelling out your hard earned money for something that will most likely just add to your stress pile, consider a method a little bit more like this method. Step one, 
eliminate, 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 because the less stuff that you have, the less stuff you have to maintain. For years, I just organized my stuff, even the junk drawer. It was like I never considered parting with any of it. Taking the time to get rid of what isn't being used, what's just taking up space, is going to help instantly make organization so much better with way less effort. Step two, condense. What totes or bins can you combine together to reduce the space your clutter takes up? So this is something I had to do as I have decluttered our homeschool stuff. We had several bins to help keep the homeschool stuff organized. And I went through and condensed, you know, some of the stickers or the paper that we still had that I thought could be used for future school projects. I condensed some stuff, I of course eliminated some stuff, and then I found myself with these freed up bins. So then I would say, is there a place that I can use this bin that would enhance the organization of the stuff that's in, in this place? So I took one of the bins and put it in our hall closet and used it to kind of organize our band-aids, our extra toothbrushes, and things like that. Things that were already in there and maybe could just use a little bit of separation and organization. I also could have just donated the bin, but instead of heading to the store and feeling this need to buy a whole bunch of new stuff, start looking at what you already have and see if you can do some elimination and condensing in order to free up some bins. And then remember to uncomplicate it. You don't need a three-tier organizational system for your kids. I say that all the time because that was something I felt like I had to do. People who like would literally keep, oh my gosh, what's it called? There were people who literally had a clipboard to like sign toys in and out of for their kids. Did that work? <laughs> because I don't want to do that. I don't want to be like a toy Nazi. That's not a thing I want to do with my time. Again, if, if it like makes life easier for you to do it that way, then definitely do it. But for me, for those like me, find a way to make it simple for you. For me, that meant stop trying to organize their toys. Stop caring where they put their toys back as long as they put them back and just buying three massive tubs. Um, and I would try like stuffed animals in one, dress ups in another, dolls in the other one. I, I kind of did my best to separate them. But at the end of the day, when I would say, all right guys, time to clean up the toys. I didn't care what they did with them as long as they weren't covering my floor anymore. That was how I chose to uncomplicate it. Take a look at what makes you the most frustrated as far as organization in your house and think of the easiest possible way to tackle it. Because we as humans tend to overcomplicate what does not need to be complicated, and we are always wanting to change what currently is. Like I was saying, we still have clutter in my home, which brings me to number five. Clutter is always kind of here, right? Even for those people who have gotten rid of 90% of their stuff and live in an RV or a tiny home, there are days when there is still clutter on their counters um, and scattered on the floor, especially if they have kids, right? At the end of the day, it's so important to remember not to measure your organizational standards based off a single snapshot someone took after perfectly curating their neatly organized pantry or bathroom sink or toy bins. Life will come with a certain amount of disorganization and chaos, and the sooner we stop fighting it 
the better. Because the fight is the main problem, right? We have this inner dilemma that we keep going back and forth with that really causes a bigger problem than the clutter actually does. And this goes double for us with kids. Kids bring clutter. And I'm not going to give you the whole, just embrace it, it won't last forever spiel. But I will tell you to stop letting it siphon all of your energy and throw you into those anxiety panics. I know, I get it, I've been there. It's not worth it. If you do that, the clutter wins, right? You know, there were times that I would look at all the toys and I'd there's just too much. We have too much stuff. And I would just get so mad and my rage level would climb and I'd be so pissed. and I'd start screaming at everybody. And instead it could have just been like, Oh guys, this has gotten out of control. Let's start picking up. And if there's anything you want to get rid of, put it in this bag. Right. And that's kind of how I do it now. I don't allow the clutter to get the best of me because I know that no matter what, life is always going to bring just a little bit of clutter. So these are my five little pieces of advice for you to hopefully help you remember to cut yourself some slack, make it easier on yourself, and don't burden yourself with unnecessary organizational projects that are just going to suck you away from your time and your money um, and ultimately leave you feeling like you got nowhere. Thank you so much for tuning into the unstuffed podcast. I'm so glad that you were here. And remember, I love to hear from you guys as well. So please take the time to write a review so that each week I can read one of your reviews live on the air. And if you're not quite ready to be done, don't forget that you can head to reneebenis.com slash links where you can access some of my free trainings and my free guides. You can also gain access to my programs and my trainings, including mini school. Thank you so much for being here. And remember, keep it simple. Life is complicated enough.